And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. podcast on the athletic network it's thursday january 20th i'm j.e skeets out of health and safety protocols back in the classic factory alongside me as always tas mellis welcome back skeets uh, you were missed oh uh, great podcast yesterday guys with chris herring that was very he was great we got our top shot hot boy bulls fan number one trey kirby hey <laughs> hey oh you got a Look lot of bulls man, gear, right? he's got a new bulls shirt or sweater or hat on uh, i'm very excited they got the win because this is a fresh one oh, fresh out fresh. the garden we're taking it all the way i got another one waiting supply chain issues though you got <laughs> You gotta be quick when you're visiting bowls.com every single night. So anytime I see something new, beep, boop, 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 before somebody else grabs it before yeah. me. Sicko mode. Awesome. We got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Lily was rocking the No Dunks Knicks shirt yesterday when you were talking yes. to Chris Herring about his uh, Blood in the Garden book. I couldn't believe you weren't wearing the John Starks jersey that yeah, day. Yeah, that's what, a good point. There? Yeah, well, I just, I thought, first thing was the No Dunks, you know, I'm a, you know, company man. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I thought I'd put that on, but uh, yeah, I probably should have rocked that. Right? Yeah, I've gotten the Xavier McDaniel one as well. He featured oh prominently yesterday. You could have had a boner under the I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm surprised you weren't here. So much boner talk oh, yesterday. Hey, look, was... look. <laughs> I had to play it safe. Uh, and finally, making the magic happen, <laughs> super producer JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Well, hopefully we can have a lot of boner talk today, too, Lee. <laughs> Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a second, subscribe, like the video, comment away, make sure you share the show. We've been posting some gold over the last couple days, specifically on our YouTube feed. And I'm not talking just clips from the show. We're doing that as well, right? You know, we had a fun one yesterday about... Again, Chris Herring talking about Charles Oakley and how diabolical he was when it came to gambling <laughs> and his ingenious ideas to get rookies that didn't have a lot of money to gamble with them. We put up clips from the actual show, but we got some original content. I think it's That's safe right, to say that. Yeah, yeah we put up uh, the road trip to Memphis. TK did a great job. A little vlog. Little had, vlog. I had some vlog. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly couldn't believe seeing the word vlog so mm. much, but everybody still uses the word vlog. Yeah. I'm like, this is just content at this point. <laughs> I mean, it, it's called a vlog the way like a podcast is called a podcast. Mm. It'll never change, yeah. but I was like... I thought we had moved past the word vlog. No, I don't totally know why. We're going to have to start calling you Mo Kirby from now on. You're right. <laughs> Please do it. Please do. Yeah, so that's up there. That's like a five-minute uh, video uh, of our little trip to Memphis to watch the Bulls-Grizzlies play on MLK Day. And then we also fired up the cameras in the Classic Factory here and had Lee mm. 
try Bucky's Beaver Nuggets. Uh, so again, a quick little video, some content for you, and uh, people are enjoying that. And we've asked people to send in weird snacks that we could try mm. in the future too. It's all Beaver and Boners this week. Yeah, that's all we've that's been right. talking about in the that's factory. Right. So anyway. Just reminding you to go check out the No Dunks YouTube feed, especially if you're just a podcast listener. There's some good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at No Dunks Inc. And let's just get into the games because we got a million of them to talk about. 13 games on last night. Too many games on the schedule. Too Too many many games. games. Uh, We're going to try and touch on every single one of them. We've done this before in the past. So let's start with... The Nuggets-Clippers game. Jokic, 49-point, triple-double as the Nuggets edge the Clips in overtime. Trey, take it away. I feel like Lee Ellis right now because I'm going to break the rules immediately. Two things from this game. (laughs) (laughs) The first one is the last thing. Come on, Aaron Gordon's game-winning three from the corner. Maybe not even the most impressive part of that play because this pass that Jokic throws getting double teamed on the right side of the court kind of halfway in between the post and the three-point line almost throws a fadeaway baseball pass (laughs) I don't know anything else that you would call that only Jokic could throw it though because of the height and the accuracy and of course he puts it right on the money for Aaron Gordon who rises splashes from the corner under a second left. He said it was the biggest shot of his career. And what an incredible pass. What an incredible shot. And that's why the second thing has to be the other big thing, which you mentioned, Skeets. Nikola Jokic's line. Insane. 49, 14, and 10. He went 16 of 25 from the field. 3 of 5 from 3. Doesn't even matter that Zubats was running wild on the other end. He's like, fine, you can have your 32 (laughs) points on 15 and 19 shooting. I will one-up you uh, by making defensive plays. Like, Jokic was pretty solid, uh, getting a steal there in the clutch as well. And then, obviously, that pass to Aaron Gordon. Fun stuff from the Nuggets. Uh, My guy Big Smooth was texting me right before the show started. Two-time MVP, he says. Mm. Nikola Jokic, he's got to be there. And he's putting up MVP numbers. He's doing his thing. It's just been uh, the team success for the Nuggets hasn't always been there. But great win last night over uh, the Clippers. But- yeah, I'm just so glad they did get the win in a game like that for a line to sort of even pop more. Because yeah. honestly, I think that's the biggest drawback of, of Jokic's case right now. Is And I know Westbrook won it, but I just don't think that's going to happen again if a guy's a little bit over 500. Really? I don't think so. I, I don't think, think so. sort of Westbrook... In winning it with the triple double that he averaged that season, and yeah, them being a little bit over five hundred, I yeah. think it it does open up the case to guys like Jokic and other potential winners of this in the future. I think it. I, it, I think Jokic just... owes Westbrook a thank you. <laughs> Maybe he does, yeah. but also not only that, the list of candidates this year is super strong. Yeah, and I know we're going to get into a little bit more of it. Yoke, uh, Embiid was fantastic last night. Giannis was fantastic. So everyone sort of showed up last night. It's like, all right, let's go. Let's go and have dinner together at the uh, MVP <laughs> restaurant. It was a busy night at the restaurant, yeah, for sure. Very. Oh, my God, was it ever. Um, yeah, what yes. did you think so, of Jokic's performance? Well, I, I do think that it's unlikely for him to win. Even though I picked him uh, to win it, uh, I, I think what Russell Westbrook had going for him is that he was doing something virtually unprecedented. And that, that really helped with voters. This guy's got a triple-double in today's era. That hasn't happened in a very, 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 very long time. And, and Durant had left. And yeah. There was that part of the equation, too. Yes. the narrative aspect. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you got to win in this league, and that's unfortunate for, for Jokic. Uh, I, I still do think uh, that the Nuggets think they're going to uh, have a playoff push because they go and make a move mm-hmm. and get Bryn Forbes, which is, yeah, not a huge move, but that's a win-now kind of move. They, they trade a couple parts for their future, and so they think they're going to get better. They think they're probably going to get Jamal Murray back uh, sometime this season. 
maybe Michael Porter as well. So there are a few games above 500 here. And Jokic, obviously, the number one reason. Because when you're making passes with two dudes in your face, I think that that's the sort of the forgettable part about this. He's got two guys on him. Oh, draped <laughs> on him. Yeah. yeah. And, and he makes at least a 60-foot pass. It's like a – yeah, a baseball pass, it's like a fade – soccer throw in like he's <laughs> yeah. both both hands on the ball but he can't like step into it because he's got two guys on him so he's just kind of fading and dropping it perfectly for Aaron Gordon to to drop it in so they're not falling out of the playoff picture and they definitely won't fall out of the playoff picture because as we talked about yesterday 11 through 15 is poopy so even <laughs> in the west so even if you drop to 7 8 9 10 uh, they won't but you're still in it uh, no matter right. what so all these teams that you know, have some injuries like the Nuggets do. The Clippers, obviously, on the other side of this one, without Kawhi and Paul George for a, a long time, they're way over the cap. They want to win now. Uh, they won't fall out of it, uh, but um, a, a very, a very, very nice win for for Jokic in the storyline of this MVP thing because it's about the story. Because people are overlooking Jokic, he just doesn't have enough of the because because people have a little voting fatigue because he won it last year he's got to get some more juice in there and stuff like this helps what did you think of the play prior to the awesome pass to Aaron Gordon in the corner there was this weird incident where it looked like Zubats it looked like he was almost trying to intentionally foul yeah. Jokic wouldn't make any sense because he would have fouled out and you know why are you giving that foul but nothing's called, and then Jokic like sort of squirms by him, and then gets to the rim, and gets the end one. It was just a really strange yeah. play going down. It, it, it's referred that Jokic looks like he's playing handball out there. Yeah. Last night, that was like a wrestling match there with him and Zubac. <laughs> they sort of clattered into each yeah. other, but no one was kind of making the foul either. They were almost waiting for the ref to. You know, sometimes it's like the ref just calls a foul on someone yeah. in that situation, but it actually cost the Clippers and Zubats because then totally. he just ran inside and uh, uh, laid it in there. Yeah, and got fouled. Yeah, and yeah. got fouled. So, um, but I'm glad there was a no call because it was kind of like, what are you, what are you doing? You don't really want to foul him, so we'll let you off the hook. But then he goes and scores anyway, so cost him. But what an incredible game from the zoo last night. Someone put tweeted out a photo <laughs> of uh, this was what it was. It was Robinson versus Elijah on a throwback photo because uh, that was a career high and just a, a really, really strong performance from Zubats. Yeah. I thought it was great. Well, something similar happened in our next game, too. Joel Embiid uh, tied his career high with 50 points in very few minutes. They got the win. They beat the Magic. And uh, Mo Bamba, I guess, was <laughs> either the David Robinson or Akeem Olajuwon to Embiid uh, last night. Trey, we'll go back to the big guy for this one. I think we have to have a seven-foot-and-over rule for today's show because it's like we're going to be talking about Jokic, Embiid, Zubats, Mo Bamba. Vooch is going to come up later. Giannis, I assume. So all tallies today. This one, like you're saying, Skeets, almost the two big things. But I really only care about Joel Embiid. Tied that career high with 50 points. I love the way he worked from the inside out because I thought in the first half, it was almost all layups. Like, the Magic, you know, they got some tall guys. <laughs> but they don't got anybody that can guard Joel Embiid. No. Uh, Bamba was too skinny. Robin Lopez was too slow. And Embiid was just too good. In the second half, the jumper was just automatic for Embiid. I thought that was super impressive. Saw Lee tweeted out, Joel's in his bag tonight. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> can't, I can't bags. disagree. He hit that Dirk fadeaway. That's the one you put up. Yeah. But this was not like a bag-like nah. performance to me. It's just different for a post player. They need something... Um, a little more, a little more rugged. Like, yeah, uh, this could be like yeah. a toolbox, toolbox game, oh, yeah. a okay. satchel. 
a so, knapsack. He was deep in his knapsack. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what it is, yeah. but it just feels different. Like a bag of tricks to me is like crossovers and spin moves yeah. between yeah. the legs, fadeaways and drop steps. So you just got to contain it somehow differently. I don't know exactly what you're putting in it. Yeah, it's funny when you say that because when I was tweeting, I was like, this isn't either really a bag move. It's just a really smooth move. But I'm just like, he was cooking. And on the broadcast, they were talking about comparing him in that moment to like, he's got some Akeem Olajuwon moves. That. Yeah. yeah. And that, that was to me just a, uh, he just got the ball, went in there, turned around, and it was a gorgeous swish. And after the game, Embiid said, I'm able to be Shaq, and whenever I want, I'm also able to be Dirk, Kobe, or MJ, <laughs> or any of the guards. I was okay. That's a lot of confidence. But, uh, you know, against a team like that, this is when he should be able to go and get an easy 50 because the Magic are not a great team. They don't have a great uh, guy to be able to slow him down. And he just went out there and was feeling it last night and delivered it and I think that's really good because Bamba with the seven threes in the first half oh he was on track to break Clay Thompson <laughs> and then Okiki had six for seven himself yeah. so out of two guys they were 13 for 15 the magic from the field <laughs> from three uh, but in the end a comfortable win and they brought Joel, in, Joel to get his 50 and it was like he got his 50 if the magic put up a fight in this game we may have seen a 70 point game yeah, I, well, I yeah. don't think I'm like stopped. exaggerating there at all because yeah. he's either scoring like in the post at the rim or he has to, or he gets hacked and he goes to the free throw line and he's knocking those down yeah 50 50 in the fewest minutes ever in 27 minutes. Wow. That's, that's uh, an, inc- really? an incredible line. What, yeah. did Clay, what did Clay do? I guess he played over did 27. He? No, I, I think he, he played 29. 27. He was, oh, okay, he was okay. 29 so it was really minutes. close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yep. And you can tell Joel wasn't in his bag by his post-game Instagram <laughs> as well. The most boring photo <laughs> in human history. It's just him on the floor with the, the ball bouncing sort of beside him. I guess he was bringing it up in the backcourt. Drop 50 on Mo Bamba added Mo Bamba as well <laughs> uh, uh, but, but he also said at real Mo Bamba gave it to me as well and, yeah. and then Mo Bamba said oh we're doing what did Bo he said here we go again in the comments uh, Mo Bamba did Mo Bamba jumped in there uh, yeah. uh, you have to say his full name really, yeah. don't you? he's not a one man in one name man yeah yeah. that's I'm pretty sure the first time in Mo Bamba's career where he's got the ball and you can hear the crowd uh, you know like oh watch out this guy's gonna kill us and he did and he knocked in those threes he was looking great he was just shooting the same shot yeah. every single yeah. time from the top of the key, <laughs> yeah. basically one step yeah. to the right, and it was money. Uh, if he would have been able to keep it up in the second half, it would have definitely been a uh, big two things. But I'm seeing the stream team is saying that for a big, it should be in his duffel. It's a big I bag. I don't mind it. That's good. Yeah. I don't mind Joel it. deep in his duffel tonight. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> Dipping in the duffel. Dipping in the duffel. That's good. Okay. That's good. Good stuff, stream team. Uh, if you're uh, keeping track like I am, Joel Embiid has now... Gone all the way up to fourth on Basketball References MVP award tracker. Now, you remember, he wasn't there for the longest time. I was starting to get upset. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? He hadn't played enough games up to that point. Yeah, but he's up to fourth. Jokic uh, increased his probability lead over Giannis after that big win and big game last night. So it's Jokic, Giannis, KD, Embiid, mm. and then uh, Rudy Gobert holding on to fifth. Um, Interesting. Do you, do you, look, I put it in the title of the show to get some clicks, let's yeah. be honest. But... Who do you have as the best center in the NBA right now, like playing at this moment? Because Embiid is on a tear, and, yeah. and Jokic has been a monster. Yeah. But where would you lean? I, I, I Jokic, I yeah. guess. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, it's not a bad choice, whoever you choose. They're different guys. You know, One's more physical, one's more finesse. But I just think uh, Jokic, when he's playing like a game like he did last night, feels like he can 
I don't know, just bring his team up a bit more. Mm-hmm. Embiid's was a bit more of a an individual performance, if that's a knock on him at all. But it's not because he has been unbelievable. He's looking great out there physically for yeah. me. I think he has. Little, yeah. I think he has uh, shed a few pounds there. I think that's a big thing why he's able to move around as uh, as smoothly as he is. Yeah, yeah that, the, that's the question for me. Is is he going to get some help? Three weeks to the deadline today. Does his play here increase Daryl Morey's probability of making a move? Because everybody's you know, making this uh, a big story about Ben Simmons' four-year contract that he's got. He's got three years left on his contract, and Daryl Morey will wait past the deadline. Daryl Morey wants stars, but he's got one on his team in <laughs> Joel Embiid, and he has to make that dude not only sort of to. to increase their chances of winning this year where they're still in it where the Eastern it's, Conference yeah, is open. opening up a little bit with Durant's injury uh, but also just for Embiid's psyche just to tell him we're trying here and he's going to be 28 in a couple months so I, even if he doesn't get a superstar I do think there's going to be a, a trade by the deadline and our, and our friends at The Athletic all of our insiders do think that Daryl Morey pulls the trigger whether or not he gets a superstar I don't think he will uh, but three weeks to the day I think I think this just yeah, he ha- again, Maury has to make his star happy. Not only because, you know, Embiid has a bit of a window here, but just because he knows he knows the game revolves around stars and you just don't want to piss him off by going through another year of mediocrity, I guess. I mean, the Sixers are still good enough. Uh, they just need one more guy. Well, what did you make of Embiid's comments sort of countering that? He sort of yeah. came out and said, yeah. <laughs> like I'm paraphrasing, but we're good. I'm good. We don't need to really do anything because you got me. I mean, I thought it was yeah, interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, I don't know. He sees before the season. He said, "Stop booing Ben Simmons to his fans. He's our brother." Maybe he's trying to get Ben back in. Ben's the lineup. not playing. Okay, I know he's not. I know he's not. Maybe he's trying. But Ben, come Maybe back. He might be trying. Come back, Ben. Uh, come play. I do not think Ben Simmons will be playing in a Sixers uniform. But yeah, fascinating to see if if Maury, like you're saying, tasks like says, "Oh my God, this guy is a monster right now." We have to like. We have to. We can. We can trade a guy for more players. But yeah, is it the Lillard Beal level? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Is it? I don't know. Grant Barnes type level? More likely. I think mm-hmm. we'd all agree. But is that enough? Well, we'll see. We've talked. Uh, we, we talked to Kim. We talked David Robinson. Our friend Derek Bodner, <laughs> who's been covering the Sixers forever, said that Joel Embiid's last two years are the best back-to-back seasons by a Sixer in the last 35 years. And yes, wow. I'm aware of AI and the Chuckster. Wow. <laughs> uh, nobody's had this much responsibility impact on both sides of the court. Yeah. I mean, he hmm. was the runner-up. He was the runner-up last year. Yeah, he might win 50. it or go second or third this year. So yeah, I think that's fair. We got a poll up in the stream team right now. People are getting their votes in. Who's the best big bear, Nikola Jokic or Joel Embiid? <laughs> what do you think? Uh, what do you think the results are right now? You know, 20 uh, minutes into the show, Jokic is leading slightly. Jokic blowout right now. Oh, really? 77% of voters going for Nikola Jokic. Wow. I mean, he did just have a 49-point triple-double, well, yeah, and he's he, the reigning MVP. So it's hard to argue against, honestly, either of them. It would be amazing to actually see both of these teams somehow make the finals, yeah. right? To oh, see them God. playing on the yeah. biggest stage. Come on, that'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's not that surprising to me. Yeah. And Bean misses time all the time. I mean, already has mm-hmm. this year. And when you look at at least playoff performances to date, it's Jokic by a mile. Like that's that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's just the truth. But right now they're both playing at just mm-hmm. this crazy level. All right, let's keep it going here. Tass, we'll go to you next. Trey Young and his scoring surge uh, sends the Hawks past the Wolves, uh, one thirty four to one twenty two. Some crazy games on last night, and this right. was one of them. And Trey was in his uh, 
day trip bag. I mean, it's, he's smaller. A smaller. I mean, we're not going duffel. Uh, yeah, he took a little day trip here. He's 37 and 14. Uh, it's it's wild. He's already top ten in NBA history when it comes to thirty point ten assist games, um, and the the bag part was the nutmeg at the end. Yep. He was doubled at midcourt as the Wolves were trying to pressure get the ball out of his hands. He nutmeg Jill and Noel post Christmas. Uh, went for that little nutmeg. <laughs> Seasonal spice. Right. Uh, that was a beautiful <laughs> drop. At, look, the last last year's Eastern Conference Hawks, Eastern Conference finalist Hawks, snapped a ten game home losing streak on Monday. Now they've won two in a row at home. Is this a, a repeat of last season all over again, where they started fourteen and twenty and they went on their run? <laughs> I'm starting to feel somewhat like that uh, be, because not just because of Trey. Trey has been phenomenal all season. This isn't just putting up numbers on a bad team, but the defense is coming along because they've been so bad on that. And and Onyeka Kongwu, again, their number six pick from last year, beasting it on the defensive end. Five big blocks. He's six foot eight at center. He's undersized. He, I'm, I'm just going straight to the top of undersized guys in NBA history. We've already mentioned David Robinson. We've mentioned Akeem Olajuwon. We threw an AI and Chuckster in there. He's got some Ben Wallace characteristics. Yeah, here we go. Okay. Uh, because you can't move the guy. He also does not talk a lot of junk. Uh, he just gets <laughs> under people's skin. You, not to go to the malice in the palace, but you remember when Ron Artest got in Ben Wallace's face? Like, people hate playing against Onyeka Nkongu in his very, very uh, short career here, but Carl Anthony Towns got pissed at him yesterday. Double O, Onyeka doesn't say anything. He just he just stands there, and you get pissed at me, sure, but you, you can't really move the guy, even though he's just going to get stronger. Uh, and a, a really, really weird play at the end of the third quarter when Carl Anthony ta- Towns talked junk to Onyeka Nkongu. He had him out on the perimeter. Towns faded, hit a shot at the end of the shot clock, and I went down to the the third quarter buzzer, and he kind of kicked his leg out. And he talked junk, so they hit him with the tech, and they wanted to see if it was before the end of game or end of quarter clock went off, right? So they went and checked it out, and then they reversed the freaking thing, and they gave uh, they gave Carl Anthony Towns a flagrant for kicking out his leg, yeah. and gave him a technical as well, and took the points off the board. That was so weird, <laughs> uh, and, and and so the everyone. The are strange right now. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're getting some call ups. Dog days for the refs right now. Yeah, yeah. and and then uh, uh, just just a, just a wild one. We'll see later on. An assistant coach put his hand out <laughs> oh, and, and made a stop. <laughs> defense. Good and, defense from Vanderbilt and Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, and and so Anyeka's uh, beast in it. Our friend Chris Kirshner at the Athletic asked Nate McMillan after the game, "Hey, what do you think when Clint Capella comes back? You think Hong Kong is going to start?" And Nate McMillan said. He showed the most personality, as Kirshner said, since he's been there. He said, come on, Chris, what are you starting, man? Don't don't try and start a story here. C- Capella's our starter, but there's a reason they drafted him, number six. He can take over at some point, and they can still make a trade here to get better. I right. think that's still a possibility. They go get that first-round pick uh, for Cam Reddish. I see a pick in their in their future. Everybody loves having picks, even though a pick has never scored a point. Uh, it, it doesn't. It, it makes sense to me. And uh, Kongu, yeah, he also was part of the play where Anthony Edwards got ejected in this game in the third quarter. Anthony Edwards didn't get a call trying to go by a Kongu, complained to the refs, tossed immediately, double tech. So Hawks win two straight games at home in. They're rallying around each other. Is it last year? No, but it's somewhat. somewhat well, they're helped tasty. as well that Hunter, of course, is back. And he yes, helps, big helps at least lift their defense. Though, I mean, if you watch the first quarter, it didn't look yeah. great in this game. They were getting killed. 
I think the Wolves had 40 plus points 42. in the first quarter. Yeah. You're like, oh boy, here we go. It's going to be a brutal harsh loss. And they got back into it because the Wolves can never win, yeah. uh, apparently, like the second game of a back to back road set. Yeah, I've got that stat here. <laughs> it's, it's insane. It's, it's 27 consecutive games of uh, losing ro- the second game of a road back to back since 2012. This one came in from Fly by Night last night i mean so does that count winning the first game of i that? believe yeah, so okay, yes yeah. yes um 27 straight 27 straight times and, and that's the thing with the wolves is they get a really good win yeah. against the knicks the night before they're up 16 points on a team that is struggling yeah and then they get outscored by 25 points themselves in from the first quarter to the third quarter that just shows how they just can't put four quarters together it certainly doesn't help when edwards who apologized to his teammates after the games gets ejected quick whistle still it yep. happened uh you got to move on but that's the thing with the wolves they just they can't seem to almost get out of their own way we uh or i already plugged our no dunks youtube feed A little shout out to the nba youtube feed huh. they're getting really good at like trey young nutmegs the Wolves last mm-hmm. night, right? And within hours, they've got like a three-minute compilation of all the times yeah. Trey Young has nutmegged a, uh, another player. You know, they're just sitting on it, just waiting for it to happen. <laughs> Update the thumbnail, let it go, let it rip. So, good who's on, on the nut cut tonight? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> if I was going to add one more legend to the mix, task, yeah, let's do it for Anyeka Kongwu. You know who it would be? Ooh. Who? Benoit Benjamin. <laughs> oh, big old tree trunk legs. Tree trunk legs, yeah. man. This guy's got a dumper and some thick thighs. That's why you can't move him. Yep. I know Nate McMillan says Clint Capella is their starting five when he comes back. Is going to be a short leash for Clint Capella as the yeah. starter. Because oh, I yeah. think uh, him not playing up to his potential and what we've seen from him in the past has been a huge reason why the Hawks' defense has been bad. Okongo is a great defender. That's why he was drafted so high. He did great against Giannis in the win against the Bucks, And he was great against Giannis in the playoffs last year as well. Yes. So Hawks are stringing together some wins here. It's their first win streak. Two-game win streak. Yeah. First time they've won back-to-back games, though, since November. Holy Ridiculous crap. stuff. Yeah, great. certainly helps when Trey Young's looking like playoff Trey again, yeah. too, in that game. Well, you brought up Giannis. Let's get to his yeah. game. He led the Bucks past the shorthanded Grizzlies, 126-114 Lee. So I'm not sure which analogy to go with here, whether it's a heavyweight fight because the Grizzlies, one of the better teams in the West versus the defending champs, and the defending champs were just like jabbing, oh, this guy's throwing jabbing, jabs. jabbing, 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 jabbing. Just yep. keeping the Grizzlies at bay. Yeah. Or if it's just like big brother, little brother, where it's like little brother's giving big brother everything, but big brother just at the end of the game says, all right, all right, you've been good, but it's time to close the door. And that's basically what Giannis did. This was a double-digit game for most of certainly the second half, but it felt closer. You know, it felt like the the... the uh, Bucks knew they had to keep playing this entire game because the Grizzlies have shown they fight till the end and I thought they did another fantastic job of that. John Morant, 33 and 14 assists last night. Uh, incredible. Jaron Jackson was fantastic as well. But the big difference really was Giannis. I mean, Giannis, when the game was there to be won, it was him who made some big power moves at both ends of the floor. He finishes with 33 points, 7 for 8 from the free throw line. His free throw shooting is just beautiful right now. I love watching it. 15 rebounds. He was, it was almost like the championship belief that the Bucks are like, okay, we are the better team. The Grizzlies are trying to reach us. We, they haven't got there yet. And this is why we are the champs because we can close this game out. Really fun, entertaining game considering, as I say, it was a double digit game for most of that uh, second half here. The Grizzlies got close enough but uh, couldn't finish it off. So fun game to watch. Yeah. Any notes from either of you guys on this one? I don't know if you saw Yanis Tetkumpo's uh, press conference. He asked uh, the media... I got a joke to tell. Oh. You guys want to hear it? I, okay. He's done this before. Yeah, he's yeah. done this before. I, I didn't see him do this. Yeah, I saw it going around Twitter. He said, where do the cows go out? Where, where do okay. they spend their evening? In the, in the movies. 
At the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Moo, <laughs> <laughs> good, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Put it on a King of Pops popsicle stick. Yeah. Why did he say mm. that? <laughs> just He's like, I just want to share this. Tell the joke. I'm not All sure. Right. I mean, I'm not sure. I guess you can do whatever you want. After yeah. you win a title, yeah. and then you have another great he had game a, against a, good team. He had a nice off-the-backboard to himself yeah, yeah. last night. Like uh, he, he Physically, he's just, like I think, in his prime right now because he's so strong and so fast and so active. And so, you know, while the shot is still coming around it's like god he looks like he's seven foot eight out there sometimes against these opponents because you know jaron jackson's a, a long lanky guy but he looks tiny i think oh compared to Giannis. yeah he's huge jaron yeah. jackson jr Giannis like throws like his shoulder down a yeah. little bit and the guy like he goes flying yeah he's i guess here's a question if Jokic and Embiid are bears <laughs> what is Giannis in, in the wildlife <laughs> That's tough. We can ask the stream team too for some help here. Maybe yeah. you guys have an answer. I mean, but... he, yeah, he, almost like a bison. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that made a me yeah. creature. Huh? I, I, I don't know. Why you to say bison yeah. or a hippo because hippos are deceptively quick yet very powerful. I don't so, mind that. Yeah, maybe he's a hippo. <laughs> I don't mind that. Yeah. No, too thick, right? Uh, a, a little thick, thick for him. Yeah, he needs to be a you know a trimmed down hippo. Oh, a hippo with like a Peloton account. Uh, Pacers roll past the Lakers in the fourth quarter for the skid-stopping win. Tass, um, Laker, Lakers lose here. Is Vogel getting fired immediately after we yeah. stop recording this it, podcast? It, it's a of... weird thing going on with the Lakers. Just quick about the Pacers. All their guys on the trade block here three, three weeks away. And Miles Turner is out probably past the deadline here. But the other dudes showcasing their talents. Right. Uh, quiet triple-double for DeMontis Sabonis everything going through him and then Karis LeVert broke Reggie Miller's franchise record of points in a fourth quarter <laughs> what wow. yep uh, dropping 22 in the fourth quarter Reggie's was 21 uh, so he was blown by Lakers on the perimeter mainly Russell Westbrook when they got matched up so Westbrook was yanked uh, with about four minutes left in this game and then the weird stories begin because uh, Russell Westbrook naturally everybody wants to talk to him well he was gone he did not do post-game media we know LeBron did that a few days ago uh, and the natural person to sort of talk to about Westbrook is Mello because Mello adapted at some point to being a you know not a primary guy on his team mm-hmm. and so people are asking Mello can he do it can he do it can he do it can he be more of a you know secondary guy and you know Mello said all the right things uh, and and I guess uh, this is this is the even weirder part getting back to Vogel ESPN and Dave McMenor reported that uh, Vogel has been given full authority to sit Westbrook or whoever he wants, even though he was basically coaching for his life last week. But I would assume, I would hope that a coach would have the full authority to sit a guy. Uh, it's it's so weird. You got LeBron not talking to reporters one day, Westbrook not talking to reporters yesterday, Vogel nearly fired, and then reports that you have to come out and say that this guy has free reign to be a head coach um so, so he's won a title with his yeah, team yeah, we're yeah. letting him coach this guy yeah this yeah. is but if he benches him we might fire him yeah. if they lose so you're damned if you do damned if you don't frank yeah Correct. this is their way of saying well we let him coach the team as he wanted to and they still weren't winning so we had to fire him i mean the way they're treating him is just ridiculous right now and uh frank vogel you know they said well he went on the plane to orlando i was gonna say he has traveled <laughs> with the team he it, I think he's going to get this magic game. If they lose to Orlando, he but, could be. Like, if you're, if you're Vogel right now, you almost may as well do just say, you know what, I quit then. Because they're going to fire him at some point. It seems like 
unless they come out and definitively say, no, he is coaching no matter what. Now, I know this doesn't mean anything. We've seen it before. And then two <laughs> days later, the guy gets canned. Yeah. But I just think the way they're treating him, it's like you're just basically coaching per game right now. If he's not your man, fire him. If he's your man, give him that confidence right. that he can see out the season because I just think it's absurd, this like game by game, oh, you might get fired, you might get fired if you if you, if you don't win. It's it's really, I think, a, a With a weird look. roster, with no uh, Anthony Davis. Exactly. Yeah, this yeah, roster no, is, is abysmal as it is. And uh, I just think they're treating him as poorly as you can. For, for a franchise like the Lakers, they should be much better than this. Yeah, and they could... They're still good enough to turn this thing around. If Anthony yeah. Davis comes back and he was warming up pregame, Frank Vogel, I think, just has to last until Anthony Davis comes back, and then hopefully Davis will go on a good run. He'll be good, Anthony Davis. Because I do think this isn't just big media or big big uh, organization media talk where there's just a story with everything happening. I do think Frank Vogel's job is... Yeah, it's actually it's 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 teetering, and uh, AD does change everything if he comes back. So Vogel has to last, but it's it is it is unfortunate the way they're they're treating him. I, I think and it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. There's a name you never want to see if your job's in jeopardy, <laughs> and that is Kurt Rambis. <laughs> also, except Linda Rambis, uh, because oh, suddenly their names are back in the news here. Yeah, big with the Lakers organization. I haven't seen Where's those Jim in a while. Boylan? He's oh. usually uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's ready to take over a uh, head coaching role. I saw I saw a, a start bench cut between Vogel, Fizdale. <laughs> okay. And maybe Rambus. I don't know. I, I, I just tuned out. But I saw it on Instagram. You know, we do that with players. Now we're doing it with coaches and assistant coaches. Bug off. I mean, get out of here. I would never engage with that content. Because I would never yeah. want the algorithm to think I'm interested in yes. coaching like that. Yeah. No thanks. Now, marry, fuck, kill between the three of them. Now we're talking. Interesting. And then, then we got a debate, right? Like, who would you like to have sex with out of those three guys? The third, Serious the, question. The third one, because we, did, we didn't say who it was. So whoever that third Oh, Kurt Rambis. Oh. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> don't worry. No. God, I got to have sex oh, with Kurt Rambis. Yeah. All right, uh, our next game. Luca leads the streaking Mavericks to the 102-98 win over the Raptors. Uh, I'll take a first stab at this one. I mean, the story is Luca. It's his best game of the season, hands down. I mean, it was season high 41, but he shot the ball efficiently. Definitely one of his best uh, shooting nights, 13 to 24. He hit that big three on poor Scotty Barnes. Barnes was. Uh, Barnes was looking like a rookie out there last night, and that was yeah. a majority of Luca making him look silly. Anyone that goes on, got on Luca last night was getting clowned. Dallas has won its fourth straight game, though, and 10 of their last 11. They have gone from, I believe it was like ninth in the Western Conference all the way up to fifth, and they're not even that far behind like a home court advantage there in a first-round playoff series. They're, they're back in the mix. And Luca, he's not there yet. <laughs> But he's parking the car, oh, and he'll be yeah. coming into the MVP restaurant very soon. Now, will he be at the table? Probably not, but he'll be in the restaurant because he's like playing some of his best ball in terms of getting the guys <laughs> victories there. And the Mavericks, are, and he's talked about it, they're playing a little bit of defense here yeah. too, and that has definitely helped out them uh, them getting some wins there in the column. So good game from the Mavericks. You know, Brunson, I thought, fantastic. Uh, I want to get to the to the Raptors and what they're doing, especially Tass's take on that in a second, but anything to add with Luke? Well, I, I, I guess you're going to talk about it here. It's just the minutes and the rotation well, there for the – Let's go right to it. Then. Yeah, exactly for the Raptors. Only seven last night, and uh, the minutes that Freddie and Pascal are playing a lot lately, you know, I mean, they're your best players. We talk about that a lot, play your best players, but at this stage of the season, halfway through, is this a concern that this might catch up with them at some point? I, I want to know, Tess, what do you think is honestly going on here? Because this is strange. So, Nurse is playing seven guys 
I mean, it's really six guys. Champagne gets some minutes. I think he played less than 10 minutes. 16 in the end. Okay, 16. Yeah. Uh, but this has happened over the last couple of games. So no Malachi Flynn, no Banton, Delano Banton. Uh, you know, they're missing Gary Trent Jr., Kem Birch is out. So they'll be back soon, and maybe this will be nothing. But is it strange that Van Vliet, Siakam, a lot of these guys are playing, you know, 40-plus minutes in a January game on the road? And, like, what is, what's going on? Is this a mandate from the Raptors front office? Like, I, no. I want to – what do you think is I happening? think they've given Nick Nurse the uh, the free reins to coach this team. I think he's allowed to coach this team. I think he's saying, listen, last year you guys were in Florida. Now you're in Toronto. You're getting good sleeps. Play 40 minutes plus. <laughs> I, I think it's having a bit of an effect, especially on Van Vliet. <laughs> it's I, catching up to he's him. He's number think, one yeah. in minutes in, in yeah. the entire NBA, playing 42 minutes. If there's anyone that it's affecting. Yeah. I don't really think it's affecting two through seven. But, yeah, Fred, for sure. Because he's had to take on so much of a, a bigger role for the first time in his career. And he's playing the most minutes. But he's playing phenomenally. So how can we even really question it? The depth, yeah. I mean, just to just to give him a break in-game, that sort of makes sense. But I don't know. Maybe Nurse has looked at the schedule. Uh, we're also watching them play a stretch of championship teams. Yes. Are they playing really good teams. Nurse said after the game, three of the four, if not four of the four, with championship aspirations for their last four games. I love Parson words. So who does he think has doesn't have chance, championship <laughs> aspirations between Dallas, the Suns, Bucks, a hundred. No, he meant Suns, Bucks, Heat, and Mavs. The yeah. last four. I guess he's talking about the Mavs. What a dig! Uh, but uh, the Raptors listen, were in all these games, so they're going for some moral victories there. But coming up short on a lot of them, they beat the Bucks. I, I have no answer. But the Raps are down to five hundred and tenth um, in the Eastern Conference, which is weird. Um, but uh, does that hurt Fred Van Vliet's chances? Is is my question. I keep coming back to that. If he keep uh, for the All Star appearance, if they're down at tenth. It hurts. Is that I think why it you wore a hurt. Van Vliet shirt yesterday? Try and help. Try and help. Yeah. Well, I, I believe obviously he's one of the better guards in the league, but it's uh, it's tough when you're tenth to get that spot because Trey Young is one of those guys who's going to get that spot as a team that's doesn't have a winning record. So that's all. I don't know. Yeah. Any thoughts from Lucas' performance or what the Raptors are doing here? Only playing six to seven guys a night. You got to play more than seven guys. Uh, I think Nick Nurse saw that meme of Chris Boucher going around, laying on the sideline. He's yeah. like, hey, that's hilarious. <laughs> Let's do it every <laughs> single every guy. <laughs> every single guy. But, I mean, honestly, this is just not going to work. This is not a must-win game for the Raptors, so it's kind of silly to play six and a half guys. I know Malachi Flynn hasn't really been very good. Svee got some minutes early in the season. I don't know exactly who of these other four that were suited up you want to play, but they got to play like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Just spell some guys so that you can have some juice because the Raptors scored 22 in each of the last two quarters, 23 in the second. They're just running out of gas. And, I mean, Luca figured out what Scotty Barnes is going to do. I'm going to be able to get the step back on him. Mm. Got it when it mattered. Yeah. Uh, our final game until we take our first break, and then we'll get to all the other ones. Lamelo Ball's triple double, another triple double, four on last night. Um, helped carry the Hornets past the Celtics, one eleven, one oh two. What do you think? Uh, I've got lots actually from this oh, one. Uh, if you hit a three pointer and you're blowing kisses, whose bench do you blow it to? The opponents or your own? The opponents. Kelly Oubre's blowing kisses to the Hornets bench last mm. night. <laughs> okay. Didn't I hadn't seen that before? I mean. Like that to his own team. <laughs> like Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Okay, okay, fine. Yeah. We had a backboard slap from Jalen McDaniels last night. Really like seeing that. We had a windmill in transition from Miles Bridges to kind of seal the game. But then he, Lamelo, and Terry Rosier were like, yeah, chest bumping each other. 
Celtics took the ball down the other end. Jason Tatum just dunked it on them. So they gave that back immediately. It was nice. hilarious. Nice. We had one of the worst missed free throws from uh, the Plum Dog there last night. <laughs> Wide right, just nowhere near. Uh, Mike Breen, great on the call. And then, yeah, you mentioned, so we had a single double. The, the, the Plum Dog had 6-10. and 10. We had a double-double from Terry Rosie at 28-10. And, and then we had a triple-double from Lamelo, 15-10-10, and 10, and almost a quadruple because he had eight turnovers as well. And then Mike Breen on the call... Talking about the Hornets' first playoff series victory ever against the Boston Celtics in the 93 playoffs. This game just had everything. It kept on giving. <laughs> right. On top of being a great game and a really strong performance there from the Hornets to get the win on the road. Yep. So, yeah, all of those things I was like, you know, because it's like one thing and I'm like, yeah, we can break down the games, but let's have a little bit more fun of these <laughs> sure, games. Man, no, sure, man. Man. You guys can say more than one yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, the, the Kelly Oubre okay, thing. you can. <laughs> the Kelly Oubre thing, I was like, I'm sure you've got to taunt the opposing bench. You don't, you don't, I don't think Cor- when Corver did it, he wasn't Cor- doing it at the. Opponent. He wasn't doing it anybody. Corver no. didn't do it. No, 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 no. He I did it. it. Yeah, I, did I, it. Sta- I stopped myself because yeah. I because I wondered who did it. But if you're doing it, I think you just do it up in the air. I don't really think you're doing yeah. it to anybody. He was like, you know, he's so anyway, good to have him back. I got excited with all the triple-doubles last night. I was like, hold on, was this a record for most triple-doubles in a night? Because we had Lamelo. I just said. We had Jokic, which we talked about. Sabonis got one in the uh, Pacers-Lakers game. And then DeJounte Murray, and we'll get to the Spurs victory uh, a little bit later, he had one. I was like, four? Wow. And then I looked it up. Nope. We had six on St. Patrick's Day in 2021. And that is the all-time record. <laughs> ah, the that's, luck of the eye. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> the day when people get lucky, that's for sure. Yeah, that's exactly uh, right. But I thought the way that LaMelo Ball got his was hilarious. Miles Bridges told him at the end of the game with 0.2 seconds left, um, the last possession of the game, if you box out, you get a triple-double. And LaMelo said, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Threw out the elbows, got a board. Trip dub. Uh, he he didn't even know. Miles said, "Yeah, I do that." Miles said, "Oh yeah, that's how I get my oh, trip dub." Yeah. Do you think the Hornets are a better team than the Boston Celtics like this season? And like Probably. you have more confidence in them and putting up a fight or even winning a first round series. The, the Celtics are one of the most difficult teams to figure out. Yeah. I think they've had some really good wins this season and then some stinkers. Last night wasn't a stinker, but uh, I think the Hornets at their best. Yes, I think they're better than the Celtics because Bridges was fantastic. Rozier is very important to them to give them the scoring option. And then Lamelo, you know, he's a bit frustrating as well. He'll he'll take some um, lower percentage shots, I think, but he works hard. He <laughs> he, he did a, almost a Larry Bird move last night where he came in, threw up this you know weird old shot, but got his own rebound, fired it out to Terry Rozier who hit a three. So he doesn't give up on plays. Yeah. Um, but it, I still don't really trust the Hornets to sort of be much more than getting out of the first round at best, I think. Uh, I would imagine the Celtics are going to look a little different in the coming weeks here. And I don't mean trading probably a Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, but, you know, Al Horford's name's being thrown around a lot. Schroeder's name, you know, they're, they're, I don't see how they stand pat here with this team. Right? Yeah. I think they tinker around the edges as well. Uh, And Robert Williams' name, uh, Robert Williams just had his uh, first baby, or had a baby anyways. His name is Hendricks. Congratulations cool to Robert Williams. He's not being moved, it doesn't feel like. The, the, J- baby? the Jays? The baby, <laughs> oh, baby, baby already? Uh, that was quick. Yeah, a little throw-in. Uh, but everybody loves a baby more before he's born, just like everybody loves a draft pick 
before the pick is made. So now that there's a baby, maybe the baby doesn't get moved. Interesting. I have to think about that during well, the break. Yeah, come on, you sort of get deep. it. It sounded deep. You but get it. Get uh, but uh, the Celtics are back to 500. That's where they belong. Oh, yes. Yeah, you say that Celtics are tough to figure out, but I saw Tass and Cheeve were exchanging some <laughs> tweets last night. Tass has cracked the code. If the Celtics get a game over 500, they're losing the next one right. to go back to 500. It's just the same as the Wolves. These teams are going to end up a perfect 41 and 41. Ooh, that's nice. I wonder mm. if you can bet on that at BetMGM. We got to mm. fire that up. Maybe lay some coin on that. All right, and, we're going to take it. For all the Fred fans, for all the Fred fans, for all the Fred Van Vliet fans, Van Vliet, Van Vliet, <laughs> the Fred Van Vliet fans, you got to be nervous with this Celtics team that's now above the Raptors in the standings. They're you know, both oh, virtually tied. But a J or another J, it could be picked by an assistant coach. Jalen or Jason could be picked by an assistant coach over, over Fred Van Vliet. That's unfortunate. Raptors got to win some games, but they've been playing great teams. At this point, I'm not sure I want Van Vliet to make the All-Star game because he's already played enough minutes. Uh, I don't want him to play, uh, you know, 15 to 20 minutes. In the oh, All-Star they game. get the Friday off. They get the Saturday off. Then they get the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. Oh, that's true. It is a longer break. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, speaking of breaks. Let's take our first one. When we come back, we'll get to the other six games from last night. So don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right, back with No Dunks. True sicko show today. We're going through every game from last night. We're just over halfway through, but our next one task, Nets hold off the Wizards rally to beat the Washington Zards 119-118. Close, close game here. Yeah, it shouldn't have been this close. Uh, I'll get to the end in, in a sec. The Nets hung on. After having to lead, the Wiz went on their little run. I want to start with LaMarcus Aldridge because he's kind of forgotten what the Brooklyn Nets this season. We are talking about Kevin Durant, his MVP season. We talk about Kyrie, his scenario, James Harden, obviously, even Patty Mills. We forget about Aldridge. He's been very, 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 very good off the bench. 27 points in this one, 11 of 15. They're going to him in the fourth mm-hmm. as their go-to guy, <laughs> really. Uh, they're playing a two-man game with Kyrie. His mid-range shooting. from the mid-range. That's number one in the league. This guy's old. (laughs) This is number year 16 uh, when he was chosen over Andrea Bargnani as a rookie of the year way back when. That was a long, long time ago, even though Chuck Swirsky got his vote in for Andrea Bargnani. LaMarcus Aldridge won it that year. Anyways, 58%, number one in the league. And a career high in field goal percentage as well. It's 57% for a guy who shoots it and isn't so close to the rim, but they're going to him. If you remember his story from last year, he played five games, had to retire because of a heart condition. He's obviously come back to win a championship. So this is a guy that you may hear in the playoffs. Oh, we're playing for this guy. We're rallying around this guy. Seven-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA. Obviously, if he gets that ring, he's in the hall. I don't think there's any doubt if if he gets this ring. He got up to 20,000 points this year as well. And the question is, is he going to be a key part of their rotation? 
And I think he could close games as he did with the Wizards yesterday. They're looking for another big to try and battle Giannis, to try and battle Embiid. Uh, but when the going gets tough, I think Nick Claxton will be sitting on the bench. Dayron Sharp will be sitting on the bench, and Aldridge will be playing. Uh, they didn't have him in the playoffs last year, and he is a big, big body. Yeah, he's a little slow defensively, but uh, he he is best utilized coming off the bench because then he can be fresh for fourth quarters when they decide, oh, yeah, we can win, and you can hit open shots because everybody else is going to be guarded except you. So it's great that Aldridge has come back, and he is a, he is a good story, even though he's sort of flying under the radar because guys like Kyrie Irving, are taking some of the uh, the spotlight, and you just watch that man dance if you watch that game yesterday. The moves, plentiful uh, with that dude. Uh, he's feeling good. The last two games, 30 and 27 on ridiculous percentages himself. Yep. He's just one of the best guards in the league. And uh, getting to that fourth quarter, midway through the fourth, a wild play. The Wizards had the ball beyond the three-point line, sort of above the break, you know, kind of by the scorer's table. Tried to make a pass into the corner. In front of the Nets bench, and that's when Nets assistant coach David Vanterpool stuck up his hand and got a piece of it. Yeah, and it was a turnover, and the refs didn't see it because he he tipped it, went right to a net. You know, Jason Kidd styles trying to interfere <laughs> with with the whole ice. Who who was that? He got Tyshawn Taylor. Maybe was that? I think you're. I think it might have been Tyshawn Taylor. Hey hey, hit me with some ice, Jay. <laughs> bring over the ice. Let me dump it on. Anyways. Cool move, David Vanterpool. It worked out. Refs missed it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You can't challenge that. Yeah. Fine him. I mean, <laughs> send a message. Yeah. It's frustrating, though, if you're Coos. I mean, no one's allowed to touch yeah. the ball, and they shouldn't. Because they mean, hit Vanterpool, yeah. and that's the But his hand's out. Kuz. Yeah, I know. I know. How should, much time was left? 540, I yeah. think. Ooh, that's yeah. too much to replay. Yeah. <laughs> this is the kind of thing you should replay for, because, I mean, that should be called, and obviously it ended up being a close game, so yeah. it had some sort of an effect, but it'll never happen. No, it won't, uh, but it should be a technical foul immediately on the team for yeah. interference. Um, but one of those things, in a bang-bang moment, the refs, I guess, just didn't see it. Uh, but if yeah. you look at it, Kuz, the ball definitely bobbles yeah. when it comes to him there. Kuz hit another big uh, late three. Look like it was the Wizards be had a couple yeah, chances they, to win this did. game. It was close. Yeah, yeah, I nearly pulled it off. It was actually though. Just sorry to correct you, Taz. Brandon Roy was the uh, rookie of the year that year. Oh, <laughs> Lamarcus was taken second, but Brandon, Brandon Roy won. Oh, uh, a fellow yeah. Blazer. That's my. Yes. That's my bad. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was a really fun one. Um, and yeah, the Lamarcus Aldridge because Coos is a good defender, but Lamarcus was just using that old man strength to just body him, to muscle him, to get to that little mid ranger that he's made his career on. And without Kevin Durant there. For someone else like him to fill in that offense, I thought was just really important there. Kyrie was good last night. James Harden was okay. Not a great game by his standards. But to get that 27 points from uh, Aldridge, huge, huge. I did think Montrez Harrell was going to pull this out for the Wizards because he had that huge block on Harden. Oh, yeah. And they're going in transition. They don't call a timeout. Kuzma, I think, had a sort of like a pump fake look, if I remember correctly. You know, he misses, but Montrez Harrell gets the rebound. And like smartly like dishes it to I think it was Dinwiddie. Mm-hmm. You know he had to rush the shot because there was very very little time left. But he gave it a go and it didn't miss by that much. But uh, yep. in the end, the Nets held on for the victory. Mm-hmm. And Kyrie looked awesome. Kyrie he looked did. awesome. Uh, I mean, who knows? It's so hard to talk mm-hmm. about Kyrie Irving because he just sat out for half of a season. So he's going to be 
the freshest all NBA player that's playing right now. Right. Not to mention he gets to rest a ton of time in between every mm-hmm. single game. So honestly, he should be scoring 30 points every single time he takes the court. He's got the talent and he's got the legs for it. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's just so weird. But uh, yeah, you're right about Aldridge. One of these old guys is going to have to be good for the Nets in the playoffs. Last year, it was Blake Griffin. He did a great job really slopping things up and just being a physical defender. Paul Millsap is around. James Johnson is around. And it was Aldridge last night. One of those four is going to have to do something uh, in the postseason for them to go anywhere, really. Yeah. In a hypothetical matchup between the Nets and either the Sixers or the Bucks, like you said, like, Aldridge is going to give it all back to either Giannis yeah. and Bede, but if he can counter with him just splashing jumper after jumper and sort of like equalize, you know, the big points from either Giannis or Embiid, and then then the Nets maybe think that's enough because he's not going to stop him at this point of his career. Mm-hmm. He really is like the old guy at the YMCA. It's yeah. like he's you th- he's why is he on defense? Like he's not even doing yeah. anything because he's just that old. I mean, he's big. He's big around yeah. the rim. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like he's a giant of a guy. You can deter some shots and, and get some boards, but. He just keeps hitting jumper after jumper, mm-hmm. and it's like somebody's yelling, like, are you going to guard this guy? Yeah. I don't care. If I am old. guarding him. I yeah, am guarding exactly. him. What can I do? You get out here and guard yeah, him. Right, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, so, all right, good victory there from the Nets. Let's keep it going. DeRozan and Vucci, baby, lead the way as the Bulls got a much-needed win. They beat the Cavs, who are obviously on a winning streak there, 117-104 in the end, Trey. One thing, you got to go away to come back. Bulls came in on a four-game losing streak. Cavs had a five-game win streak. No Levine for the Bulls, no Lonzo, no power forwards. But Alex Caruso was back for the first time in about a month, and he brought the vibes. This was a great win for Chicago coming during the time that it did. You know, they got the Bucks up next, so this was kind of a must win, and you could tell they dominated the paint in this matchup, which I thought was super impressive. They won that 58-48. to They won the turnover battle 15-9, to which turned into uh, 24 fast break points for the Bulls, which is something they've been missing with Caruso out. DeRozan and Sweet Vucci Baby, they really <laughs> closed the door in this one. Finished the game on a 14-2 run. It was a couple of threes from Vooch. He got a layup with a massive pump fake, invited everybody to the party. A lot of these were created by uh, DeMar DeRozan. But that's from last night. And honestly, I'm feeling a little a little down, guys, because the news coming out today mm-hmm. from Shams Sharanya and others is that Chicago Bulls guard Lonzo Ball has been diagnosed with a small meniscus tear in his left knee, evaluating treatment options. He might try and play through it. He might have a surgical procedure. Either way, it seems like, to me, he should probably have the procedure done and get healthy for the playoffs because Io DeSumo is balling right now. Kobe White is balling right now. If there's anywhere where the Bulls can actually afford to sacrifice some depth, it's at the guard position because like Io was incredible on Garland last night. He's been a solid defensive player since he started his rookie season. And now that he's had a whole bunch of time in the rotation, He's looking aggressive, going to the hoop. He's looking. That guy is so fast. He is we saw quick him person and strong, in the, the yeah. Like John Moran eventually got the better of him in the fourth quarter, yeah. but he held him in check through the through the first three. He had a couple of threes in the fourth quarter. Here he looks completely unfazed. So I don't know. It's a bummer that Lonzo's going to be out. Him and Caruso are really what make their defense sing. But I think they can weather the storm with the way uh, the two other guards have been playing. You agree with that, Lee? Vucci must have heard you down there in Memphis do something. He did everything. Exactly. He was like, I'll show Trey Kirby. I'll show him (laughs) that I'm back. Uh, No, really just an all-round impressive victory here from the Bulls who have been playing below their standards 
uh, and the Cavs got off to a good start. You know, it was our pick'em game last night, and I thought those big sort of uh, that big front line could really pound the Bulls last night. It didn't work. Although Larry Markinen had a bit of a revenge game. Oh yeah, if, uh, twenty-eight points. Totally. Yeah, he hit five threes. He started off really well as well, and so it it sort of felt like you know yeah the Cavs. This is just a bit of an awkward matchup here for Chicago, but uh, in the end they uh, won very comfortably and were going away with it as well a great central division matchup i mean it was a it was a battle out there i think those big calves regret a little a few of those bunnies that they missed at the end of the game they got offensive rebounds and just couldn't put it back in the size was there for sure uh and and i do agree lonzo's got a you don't have to come back right now he's a support player for this team uh the good thing about him is that he knows his role in this team even though you know we, we talk about like cam reddish said before the season i want to get back to my old cam lonzo said the same thing before the season i want to be back to my old point guard ways but he's just been a, a guy who's slotted in really well and there's other guys who are more important on this team and he should yeah, take his time because right. they have enough guards to yeah, get them a high high spot in the playoffs our next game, Lee, you can get us started here. Shorthanded Heat pulled away late to beat the Blazers 104-92. I have a feeling where you're going to start. Well, the, the Jimmy Butler ejection. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he gets ejected. He gets two quick tees from different referees, too. Uh, even though he got the foul call on the play, it wasn't from the referee he wanted to call the foul on. So he <laughs> raged at the ref and deservedly got that tee. And then he seemed to keep going and got a second tee from another ref. And was, uh, the weird tossed. part about that, the second he was, he had turned his back and was walking away from uh, the officials. Uh, yeah. The first he, yeah, the he's first up he, in the face of the official. Where's the call? Yeah, you know, yeah. sure dropping f bombs, whatever. And yeah. then, but then, yeah, turns around and then the second official uh, whistles him. For I it. think the second official took him sort of being pumped up as him being abused by the by Jimmy Butler. That's the way I sort of saw it because he was like so hyped up. Yeah, but again, he's he's turned know, away and he's walking yeah. away. It's over. Look, I mean, it's it's weird. He got that. his tech, yeah, deservedly, and then that, but his second tech is crazy. Yeah, we're Whistle. talking way too much about referees recently because of the quick ejections, and this is another example of it. Last night, he'd gotten the tee. The other ref had seen that. That's when you really have to be like, okay, let's give it a little bit of extra time here. Yeah, because he's been given the one that he's earned. Anyway, so he got ejected. Obviously, he wasn't happy. But there's uh, Steve Jones on Twitter uh, put up a couple of really impressive Heat defense clips last night. If you're a sicko, Ooh, that's some sicko shit. Right go there, and check yeah. out this Miami Heat defense because this is what they are known for. And Eric Spolstra talked about it after the game. He said, "I'm sure my boss uh, would be happy with that performance." His boss being Pat Wright. It's weird for him to call him <laughs> my boss, but this is what I think gives uh, the JD's Heat. JD's my boss. That's just as weird. <laughs> this is what <laughs> makes you believe in the Heat defense. Defensively, their execution, their rotation, their movement, everyone was just right in the spot they needed to be, creating turnovers, making tough shots. Now, the Blazers are missing Lillard still, and they've got nothing on the bench at all, and they hung in this game. But the Heat just put the clamps on them, especially in that fourth quarter, to shut this one down. Without Kyle Lowry and Jimmy, as we mentioned, they're missing most of the se- or most of the game. Yeah. Um, so really, really impressive victory in the end. But man, when they are on that same plane, and and when we talk about Heat culture, that to me, go and check out these clips, as I said from Steve Joe, to see just how well this team defends. It's really, really impressive. Miami 29 and 16, yes, yeah, still tied atop the uh, Eastern Conference standings there and playing some of their best ball of the season. And that's with, like we talked about, you know, Bam was gone for a lot. He's back. And even Jimmy in and out of games, be it starting games and getting tossed or missing it entirely, they just have all these guys tasked contributing. And uh, Spolstra, I think, is this going to be weird to say? He's going to warrant some coach of the year consideration again. I if don't think are, that's weird. If they're near the, if they're at the top of the East, again, with all that's happened and, 
some of these like no name guys to the casual fan and getting mm-hmm. these victories, I think he uh, rightly probably would warrant some consideration. Has he won one, or is he I one of those weird he coaches? He has. I think so. Oh, I uh, thought he was one of those weird coaches where it's like he doesn't have one. But I'm pretty okay. sure. Okay, he, no, I don't see him there. Yeah, I don't think he does. Kidding? See, 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 it's weird. Shocking. Well, come on. You remember that year. LaMarcus Aldridge was the rookie of the year. <laughs> Eric Spolstra, coach of the year. It was a good year. Yeah. What do you, are you calling me? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. calling me out because I said that LaMarcus Aldridge was rookie of the year. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I would never. But you I did have never. the Bargnani part correct, right? Cause of course. I got, yeah. I get Chuck everything Swirsky correct. And the Tyshawn Taylor, yeah. Uh, no, that was big. That yeah. was the oh, deepest I, poll. I Aldridge like was actually drafted by the Bulls, wasn't he? I believe. And then traded for Taurus. How dare you say that? How dare you mention Yeah, he's traded for Taurus Thomas. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Who Good won call. that trade? Who <laughs> <laughs> uh, taking yeah. it that one? <laughs> yeah. Well, how many championships does Tyrus Thomas have? Mm. He, I tell you, same as Marcus Aldridge. So, yeah. Oh, oh, and Yaka Okongwu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else to add to the Heat? There, they're uh, good. You know, they're no good. hero as well. No Lowry as well. They score enough points. Yeah, it's like yeah, Struess and. Yep. Guy. guy. Yeah, guy. guy yeah. Seriously. I mean, the Heat are so good, they literally run a guy out there named Guy, and he's good. He he's makes great. threes. That's all you got to do. And they signed him for the rest of the season, too. So, yeah. great. There you go. Way to go, Guy. Uh, next game, DeJounte Murray has a triple double as the Spurs roll past the Thunder 118 96. 23 14 and 10 for DeJounte Murray. Uh, his eighth triple double of the season, 12th of his career. Pop said after the game, quote, like I say after every game, Murray's been playing all-star basketball. He would be in consideration if we had a better record. He's growing by leaps and bounds in every way. So you sort of like you were bringing up Van Vliet and what he's doing for the Raptors. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if the record's not that great, does he get in? Same thing is with is happening here with DeJounte Murray. Even Pop is saying, it. like, you know, if we have more wins, he's a no-brainer. Even the way it is now, I think he, he could even get in here, Tass. I think it's not that far-fetched. And I think Pop has uh, changed as well. DeJounte Murray went between his legs, mm. his own, own legs. legs yeah. Self nutmeg. Yeah, to drop <laughs> a pass to Drew Eubanks for a jam. And go, he went back to the bench and he was doing the you know, the signal, uh, demonstrating what he did through his own legs. That shouldn't happen on a Greg Popovich team, <laughs> uh, but he's cool with it. They were up like 25 at the time, too. Is yeah. that showboating? I don't know. Pop <laughs> don't care. Uh, good for them. Yeah, good for DeJounte Murray. Yeah, I think... I think he probably misses out. There's just it's a tough spot as well in the Western Conference. Uh, but I think he looks over at John Morant and says, "Man, I'm going to try and be that dude. I'm going to try as, as hard as I can to improve my three point shot like John Morant has and uh, continue with the handles and the moves. I, he looks great. I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but do you see a little crack there for Murray to actually get? an all-star berth here unfortunately no because oh, wow. well look look luke is getting in there's two sons are going to get in steph's going to get in john Morant. john morant's going to get in that's five guards right yeah, there so there might be a spot or two though it, it's possible shagil just alexander no, of course no, not. Uh, what about mr donovan <laughs> donovan mitchell donovan yeah. mitchell of course. Yeah, yeah another one so no i don't really see uh that being enough. and the spurs uh, injury had replacement had possibility had him, uh, i guess so yeah. yeah but i think they dropped six of their last eight as well so again timing is important you know you've got to be winning and playing really well, I think, to, to, to force your way in when you're someone like DeJounte Murray. Okay, trivia question with DeJounte Murray and his triple doubles there. Um, I said he's up to a dozen. Second in franchise history. Can you name who has the most and then name, um, you know, third, fourth, and fifth? Spurs franchise triple doubles. Who's got the most? Uh, not Duncan. No, Duncan is fifth on the list. Yeah. Well, he has four. Yeah. Four yeah I know. Yeah. yeah, it's sort of strange. Uh, Kawhi. 
No. No. Ginobili. No. <laughs> Tony, Tony Parker. Yeah. No. Oh, Alvin Robinson. Alvin Robinson yeah. is third with eight. So you're mm. missing the number one guy. David still. Robinson. David oh. Robinson, 14. I yeah. wonder how many of those came with uh, blocks. blocks there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one more. This will be the toughest. I'll just probably tell you. Good old Johnny Moore. Ah, Good Johnny. old Johnny yeah. Moore. Yeah, double zero, I think yeah. he was. Johnny. So there you go. Uh, one other thing, important thing from this game. What? We had our first wedgie of 2022. Wow. We've been going weeks without a wedgie. I forgot about wedgies. I know. I know. But Devin Vassell. Nice. First four. They're nice, sticking nice, the nice. three-point wedgie oh, on the cool. side. They didn't let it breathe very long. I think the Thunder were pissed off. But that's but, a uh, snowflake in terms of the dismount. You don't usually see a guy pop it out and it rolls roll over, over the yeah, heel. Yeah, right. of very the true. Rim. Very, very pretty there. So way to go, Devin. Uh, <laughs> wedgie Tracker has updated it. We're at 23. Pace is a little lower than we would like. You know, we always want to hit 50, but uh, they come in bunches, so maybe we get a couple more here in the next couple days and over the weekend because it had been, I think it had I think it was something like December 28th or something was our last wedgie. God. (laughs) Too long. A couple other games. Gary Bird (laughs) scores 23 as the Rockets rally past the scuffling Jazz. AP going with scuffling in the headline. 116-111, TK. Let me paint the picture for you here. It's 8.09 a.m. Slack message comes across. Is that what it sounds like? I don't know. I, how do you make that yeah, sound? You hear it on commercials. Yeah, yeah. People hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Skeets. Yeah. One game open. Rocks jazz. If someone wants to comment on Gary Bird. <laughs> I teed you up. Give me Gary. <laughs> Bombs away for Gary last night. Five threes. And they were all deep. Yeah. Like, they might have been deep enough that it was actually six three-pointers if you add up the extra distance from three-point line to where he made it. And that was really the story of the game. For the Rockets, they made 22 threes last night. You make 22 threes, you got a good chance of winning, especially against a team like the Jazz, who were missing Donovan Mitchell as he was in the OG protocols. Six losses in seven games, though, for the Jazz. Those have come with missing one of their two best players for the most part. And, yeah, I mean, you could be worried about the Jazz, but... There's no team I would be less worried about than the Jazz. It's like, who cares if they lose six games in the middle of January? It's obviously not ideal for seeding and stuff, but we know this is a good team. And we know that they are going to play defense, and we know that they're going to be fine come playoff time. The question remains in the playoffs, you know? If the Jazz win 12 and we're like, who cares? The Jazz won 12. Then I feel the exact same way. Who cares? They lost six of seven. We still got to see it in the playoffs. This doesn't matter at this point. I'm glad you said that. That's exactly how I think about it, too. It's like... We just keep saying when they win a bunch of games, well, show us in the playoffs. Unfortunately, we know you're a good team, but you've floundered a couple times, so there's not much to say. But if they lose, like you just said, then we have to do the exact same. same. I think that's same. exact, especially with with them missing guys. Yeah. Would you agree with this, Lee? Uh, for the most part, yeah. They're 14 and nine at home though this season. Mm-hmm. This is usually a team that you sort of bank on winning, you know, 35 out of a normal 41 game season sort of home games they just have that domination and they certainly haven't been I understand they're missing Donovan and they've missed Rudy but against the Rockets that still should be enough like it was when they lost to the Pistons there was no Rudy I think in that game they should still beat these bad teams because they've got basically for the most part everybody else playing so a little concern but uh, yeah they'll get back on track and probably rattle off 10 in a row at some point and then we'll go yep yep they're back but uh, it doesn't really matter until April rolls around final game here oh my god we almost did it Corey Joseph hit the game winner as the Pistons rallied to stun the Kings 133 
to 131. Uh, a high-scoring Are the Kings ever stunned when they uh, lose? I mean, even the Kings, when they're up 10 points with like two minutes to go, yeah. Yeah, you should still win that game. I don't care if you're the Kangs. Uh, but let's start with the good for Detroit, and then we'll make our way to Sacramento. Corey Joseph, like I said, 14-foot jumper there, sort of rattled it home with about 25 seconds ago. Capped off a game-ending 11 to oh run for mm. the Pistons. They, they should not have won this game. <laughs> uh, Sadiq Bey, though, hit a big three. He had 30 points, and the, the Pistons are winning some games here. You know, they've won four of their last seven. That's good for them. And Kelly Olynyk returned. He's back. Season-high 22 points, nine boards in his first game since November. He's been on a very, very long time. And, you know, he's he is good. And I do wonder, I mean, I can't imagine the Pistons think Kelly Olenek uh, plays into their long-term plans. <laughs> he helps them, as we saw in this game. But would a team at the trade deadline like right. want Kelly Olenek uh, on their squad? <laughs> I, I think they, they would. Realize. They would. He was yeah. a Miami Heat yeah. lifer as well. Like He can right. play and mm. he can... He, he is, yeah. You're if you're looking for the top tier talent and that doesn't work out, like the Lakers, why the heck not? Would they wouldn't they reach for somebody like Kelly O'Leary to help spread the floor around Russell Westbrook? That's the that's the way they got to play. AD is obviously their five. Anyways, yes, somebody's got to be looking for Kelly O. Probably, I, yeah. And it's good for timing for the, that he came back. And that's what the these types of teams should be doing that are rebuilding. They should be trading their vets at times to get a pick. As for the Kings, my God. Again, if you check the win probability, like little chart of this <laughs> yeah. game, it, they were at 99.2% or something, and they lose the game. They're not in overtime. They lose it in regulation. It's so yeah. stupid. They're such a dumb team. And Shams reported yesterday that the Kings organization, their their current mindset here is to not trade De'Aaron Fox. Now, from all I've been hearing and seeing from De'Aaron Fox over the last couple of weeks both the way he's playing, sort of his body language, what he says after games, I was convinced this guy is getting moved. His current mindset is, I would like to be traded. Yeah. <laughs> so I tweeted before Shams yesterday, I was like, I'm 100% convinced De'Aaron Fox is going to get traded here uh, before the deadline. Shams says, the Kings think otherwise. Did he reply to you? No, oh, no, no. Okay. He actually just had it as a story by himself. <laughs> he said, quote, the Kings remain active in trade conversations, informing teams in the marketplace that they want to build around Fox and second-year guard Tyrese Halliburton. So Shams is saying, or his sources are saying, that the Kings are going to keep Fox and Halliburton, but you can call us and we can talk about anybody else. You know, Barnes and Buddy Heald and maybe even Mitchell and, and Holmes and have at it. But we're going to try and make this work with Fox and Halliburton. So I guess the first question is, Is this? <laughs> do you think this is wise by the Kings to, if this is true... <laughs> to stick with Fox. Now, I know it depends on what the hell's coming back yeah. from Fox, but, like, is this ever going to work uh, with with this sort of current guard sort of setup? I think Fox is a better player than he's shown this season, but he's just worn down from years of coaching changes and uh, losing, and he just can't seem to get out of that funk that he's in as far as just his, his body language right now. But if you are going to trade him, you want to make sure you get something back of, of equal sort of potential and talent and don't just say, well, we need to change things up because then you're just staying on this same repetitive cycle of nothingness. Uh, it's, it's tough for the Kings right now. It certainly sounds like there's more talk of a Ben Simmons to the Kings Thing. It sounds like it. <laughs> exactly. But then you hear some quotes of Daryl Moore and he's like, no, we're yeah, not interested right. in anything of that. So I, I just think if you're the Kings, you drafted Fox high. He's been there while last season. He was probably his best season. 
and he just hasn't been able to get back there. But how much of that is on the franchise as well? Just that instability and the chaos there that is continually following this franchise around. So I wouldn't trade him unless you're like, yeah, we're getting a star in return. So you would trade him for Ben Simmons? Yeah, I guess if you're the if you're the it's Kings, some sort of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if that's what you're getting back, then you're getting a young star with talent and upside under and, contract. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And plays defense. Exactly. You're not getting a guy who's like an expiring next season and is like, he's not sticking around. You've, you've at least got a chance with him, I think. What do, you, what do you think, Trey? Again, the reports of at least the Kings saying, no, we're not trading Fox. We're, we're going to keep him in Halliburton and we'll figure it out. It seems a little to me like De'Aaron Fox has been offered around to the league and nobody's taken because he's on a pretty big contract. He signed until the 2026 season. And that to me is what's happened to De'Aaron Fox. He played an incredible year last year, signed a Supermax and now he's ready to say, see ya, Sacramento. So he's slacking this year. He's completely slacking, and that's got to be distasteful if you're a team that's thinking, are we going to want to be paying this guy for the next five years? Is he really going to raise our ceiling if you're the Sixers? He'll be better on whichever team he's on next, <laughs> guaranteed. Yeah. So I think that this is a little bit of smoke signals from Sacramento because De'Aaron Fox should be on the trade block for them. I think he is, and I think he is on the trade block, whether or not they're throwing out these... Yeah, these these lines to make you feel like eh, maybe you want to bid a little bit more for Deer and Fox, but I, mm. I, I yeah I think that there's playing hardball. Yeah, I think there's a definitely possibility he gets moved. And uh, to jump to the Pistons, another vet uh, that you talked about briefly there, Dwayne Casey uh, said after the game, "I love Corey, Corey Joseph. <laughs> yep. uh, you love that guy, and he should be a, a backup." point guard for a really good team right he's really solid two canucks two canadians kelly olenek and uh cory joseph that could be moved for sure and we saw rajon rondo dealt to the Cavs this year you know the right uh, became the hawks backup point guard cory joseph could be that guy for a bunch of teams he could be your tyus jones uh he's good so i think he gets moved too i believe i may have this wrong i think it was chris black this morning on twitter said Raptors should offer Dragic and some pick to the Pistons for Kelly Olenek and Corey Joseph. <laughs> Bring some Canadians home. Just to, yeah. just to bolster that roster. Give them some minutes. They would help. They, they would. would. Help. Yeah, they would. You start to question, like, do you really want to give up draft capital for, yeah, well, I didn't, no. for, for those no, guys? No, I didn't Probably not. That's a, I, make your that's a cornball move, to be quite honest. Just bringing guys back because they're Canadian. Well, no, I don't no. think that's what his reasoning was. I thought it was, it was like, Dragic. I mean, Dragic doesn't play for them, so... Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, trade him, yeah. Right. We will see. Let's take our final break when we come back. I have a fascinating Tweet of the Night question by way of the Wizards for all of you to answer, JD included, our boss, and everybody <laughs> in the stream team. Don't, don't go anywhere. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey, guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is meme mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet. Uh, I'm giving myself Tweet of the Night. Congrats. Why not? <laughs> little pat on the back. Great tweet from me. No, I saw something in the Nets-Wizards game. It made me laugh. I thought it would be a great question for you guys. The Wizards game operations crew, they're always asking these funny questions to their players in like little videos. And the one last night was... Would you rather be stuck in Jurassic Park or Hunger Games? So they ask the question, then they play a clip of like all their players, you know, like giving mm-hmm. their reasons why they're picking one over the other. So let's ask you guys here. Let's ask the stream team. Let's ask everybody listening to the podcast. JD, mm. you like these type of movies and books. So <laughs> would you rather be stuck in Jurassic Park or Hunger Games? Well, this caused a massive fight in our house last night yeah because i i you know same thing as trey was talking about earlier uh slack whatever <laughs> right. that's good this no, is likely better. this is likely tweet of the night yep. would you rather be stuck in jurassic park or hunger games and i looked at the responses to your to the tweet and unanimous jurassic park a lot and of jurassic park folks. unanimous in this house jurassic park but i'm hunger games 100 percent. okay why because Jurassic Park is has thousands of dinosaurs on it. Yeah. Twenty three teenagers I'd have to take out to get out <laughs> get out of the Hunger Games. You like I'll, your chances? Yeah, I mean, factor in the the game makers or whatever. Yeah. You know, they're throwing fire at you and raining blood and tracker jackers or whatever the hell they're called. <laughs> but. Uh, Velociraptors? Uh, no, uh, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to be on Jurassic Park. It's, 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 that's a no-brainer for me, and I think I'm in the way in the minority. But I don't know. Well, don't. it's funny you said that. A lot of the Wizards players were agreeing with you. Oh, okay. So they were actually picking Hunger Games oh, a lot okay. in the clip, but there were there were some votes for Jurassic Park. What about you, Lee? You agree with JD? Oh, JD sounds like a dinosaur up there. I'm going with JP all the way. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> Wow. I think Jurassic Park would be fascinating to visit. <laughs> oh, my God. Fascinating. Oh, well, oh, oh, you've got creatures millions of years old. I mean, it'd be, uh, you going Cretaceous period or are you going, uh, what's that other period? It's <laughs> <laughs> Paleolithic, of course. <laughs> Jurassic period, yeah. I think, is one. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping uh, on the pterodactyls you can go flying on the back of them and uh, just ha- hanging out with the stegosaurus. Sorry, have you seen the movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They don't hang out. Yeah, there's no, there's no hanging out and uh, <laughs> flying on pterodactyls. I'm assuming though it's been you know catered so that you can actually do that sort of stuff these days. So, uh, <laughs> so you think it's like yeah, it's a this park. is classic you. Like you're like oh yeah, I'll go to Jurassic Park. Why not? What could go wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything could go wrong. Yeah, but it'd be fun just to be around those animals, wouldn't it? So you think that outweighs <laughs> just being around them? Whether or not they actually kill you in the end is better than being hunted in the Hunger Games, which is yeah. which is fair. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. All right, Tass, what do you think? 
<laughs> the, the question is dinos versus humans. That's right. <laughs> that, that's what it comes down to. Right. Yeah, I'm battling a human. A hundred percent. I'm doing the Hunger Games. Of course. I would put it on for my district. No doubt. <laughs> I'll put it on for my district. <laughs> put it on for my district. Yes, I would be a tribute and I would absolutely go nuts out there. As, as in as in, I would lose my mind. Oh, okay. Which, of course, you're going to lose your mind out yeah. there. I'd lose my mind in Jurassic Park. I'd right. lose my mind on Survivor. But that's a positive because I am going to murder people. I mean, that's the game. Uh, that's, I guess that's what just, you have to just do. Just playing the game. Uh, uh, Those are I'm, I'm not going to be a Tony Vlahos and hang out in a tree. I'm going to kill. I'm, I, I mean, sometimes so you got to be aggressive. Yeah, okay. Sometimes you need your rest, I guess, and hang out in a tree. Uh, but I think, yeah, I just don't want to be eaten by a dino. Yeah, and yeah, dinos right, are going to eat me. I'm not going to be the dino. Though. There's enough. Wow, that's it. That's a good point. Herbivores good point. out there, just stay close to them. Right? <laughs> you know, stay close to your. What's your favorite dinosaur? Yeah, the Steggy's up there. I like the Ankyla. I like the Ankylosaurus because the Ankylosaurus, as our boy. What boys, the hell is that one? Yeah, it's a new one, isn't it? Yeah, it wasn't around when we were kids. <laughs> what are you talking it's about? It's it's got it's got big plated like back, and it's got a big tail with a big round I thing. I thought that spike. was the Stegosaurus. No, no, no. The Stegosaurus has got the plates like, like oh, okay, like the these spine. are different. Yeah, the Ankylosaurus though, like it's it's tough because if a T Rex comes after it. It's like T Rex is biting through all those plates, so it can defend itself. So they just they just found a new one. They They're decided. finding dinosaurs. <laughs> like if, honestly, they found another one like three weeks ago. It was a massive one. I'm like, how did they skip over that? I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> Doesn't it make you think a little bit that big dinos like ah, uh, people aren't buying dino figures uh, like they used well, to. Yeah, they just make up a dino new one. Introduce that, a new yeah, character. Yeah. Well, well. So um, I always thought the Brontosaurus was the biggest. But now there is the uh, Argentinosaurus, which is like even... I know, never what even heard of it. What is going on I know, I know. Well, sorry. Jeez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's, that's... Yeah, it's funny because I've actually got some a dinosaur book from when I was a kid. And now we have dinosaur books for our own kids. And I'm like, oh, man, they've found stuff in the last 30 years I that guess, yeah. didn't exist. So, All right. Okay, so uh, what's your answer? <laughs> How long do you have to survive? Yeah, it does say stuck. I mean, I guess it's one just, night. That's what it is. How long are they there in Jurassic Park? I would say you're movie? stuck more than a night. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let's they, go. In the original, there is one night, I believe. Yeah. His, oops. Yeah. One Easy. Night. Don't take a shit. <laughs> that's that's how you die in Jurassic Park. <laughs> right? There's a guy on the toilet. Yeah, shit smeller. Crop! If you can hold it for 24 hours, you're good. Yeah, I guess in... Uh, what was the last one? The uh, last Jurassic Park. He pours the gasoline over him so that. Hold they on, I haven't seen it. So. Oh, <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, it starts off alright, but uh, at the end, it's a bit crazy. See, that's what you're thinking. Like, yeah. uh, isn't there's one of the Jurassic Park or worlds or whatever where he's like taming? The, well, that's uh, the most recent one, which is Jurassic least, World. Yeah, right? five world. years ago now. Um, What's that? Is that a Chris? That's a Chris. That's uh, a Pratt. That's, that's a, a yeah. Pratt. Pratt. Yeah, 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 also yeah. Is Pratt. A Pratt. And Ron Howard's daughter is the is the lead uh, lady. Bryce in that. Dallas have some. <laughs> that, that's right. I couldn't remember her name. Dallas Bryce or. Bryce Dallas uh, <laughs> but in the end it's like she goes oh, I'm going to spoil it who cares she goes she goes to the bullpen to get out the T-Rex to come and save them she's directing she is she's directing it like it's an aeroplane it's like alright come on you lost me because they create their own dinosaur in that one which is a fine idea but then this, is it well sure they're running out of ideas anyway it's like then this dinosaur turns on them it gets to hangs out with the uh, velociraptors and they start communicating with each other and all this and then it's like we need the T-Rex and he you know it's like he does come trudging out and he's like alright he saved the day 
<laughs> I love the idea of Jurassic Park. I mean, the first one was great, but it just sort of, you know. Slowed. So did the scientists. Yeah. yeah. I love the idea of it, yeah. but it didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Jurassic Park 3. At that one, in, in that one, you have like a gymnast beating yeah, up a dinosaur I, I, with like cool kicks. And stuff. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's what yeah you I mean, me. in Jurassic World, you've got the two teenagers driving around in one of those pods, you know, just dodging. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like everyone else just getting stomped and crushed, and they're just like <laughs> evading it. They play you know. video games. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. <sighs> <sighs> Sorry to spoil Jurassic World. <laughs> it's, 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 well, it's one of those good spoils where people are like, if they were on the fence, they're like, all right, I'm probably not. No, gonna. on the fence, that's the first one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, there you go. I'm happy we did that for Twitter Night. Let's get to Pick'em Results. Cavs Bulls was the game. Cleveland was favored by one and a half, so it was a very close line. It's brought to you by Bet MGM, of course. You know TK was taking the Bulls, and great pick because they ended up winning, hitting the money line. Everybody else took Cleveland. So I'm seven and five. We got Tass and Trey at five and seven, and Lee, you are four and eight here in the month of January. So tonight's game, Tass, where are we going? Only three on. Three games. Let's go with one of the games in the TNT doubleheader. Okay. The Dallas Mavericks hosting the Phoenix Suns, and they are two and a half point dogs at home, and I'm. I'm trapping myself. I'm in one of those pods, and I'm waiting for the uh, the Argentina Saurus or the Brazilosaurus or the Venezuela Saurus to come stomp on my ass. Uh, I'm getting trapped. I'm the only one taking the Dallas Mavericks at home to lose by two or less or outright win this thing. You guys are all taking the Suns, which is the right pick. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, Dallas, though, as we talked about, winning a lot of games here, but Phoenix still hasn't. They haven't even lost ten games yet. They're not even double-digit wow. losses in the uh, L column, so we'll see. Okay, everybody, or not everybody, excuse me, three of us taking the Suns by two and a half. Tass has the Mavs as the dogs. Let's go, A couple dogs. points to play with there. All right, fun show. Guys, thank you so much for joining us here on the stream team or listening to the podcast later. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Maybe we'll do a little beach stepping on the drop podcast tomorrow. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at nodunksinc. Go grab yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks and get some no dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we want you to tell us if we should do a show looking for dinosaurs. Would you watch a show about us <laughs> looking for artifacts? I think it's. Oh. I think that's interesting. JD's backyard. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> Anywhere. Anywhere. Right. Let's Let, go. Let's go to the south. Let us know. <laughs> let us know. Like South America, I mean. Not. We're in the south of the U.S. But yeah. Atlantosaurus. <laughs> Sounds like my one. one. Who knows? Nah, it'll be out here next week. You'll see. Embrace <laughs> the day, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.